0: Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode number 444. Being recorded April 5th, 2017. Isn't there like a car commercial or something that's like the number's all fours? I'm just disappointed
1: some? we couldn't do it on April 4th.
2: Uh, we really yeah.
0: missed an opportunity here. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm Alabama Tunnel. I'm
2: Jeremy Hellstrom.
1: I'm Josh Walrus. And now I'm Ken Addison standing for Ryan Trout, sort of
0: okay. kind of,
2: I think we lost Jeremy. Oh
0: no, yeah, my
2: connection went, I heard him. Sweet. He's just a still
0: image. Oh, it's gold. I still hear him. It's gold. We could just yeah. yeah. He's just yep. stuck. These Canadian packets of video have been stopped at the border. <laughs> Thank you. Shaw. Oh, all right. Well, maybe that'll just cycle your video, Jeremy. Um, yeah so welcome everybody uh we're here recording a podcast wednesday night like we always do uh podcast at com is the email which i don't even know if we check anymore we don't oh okay no. so
1: make sure you. i email. think you should still email it but just yeah. know we're not gonna check it yeah just we e- might check it one day but email it uh, email. uh you it's know. a gamble you might win you might not yeah
0: maybe if you send know. the
1: email, you could be at the top of the inbox when we finally do check it. <laughs> it's it's like roulette. Yeah.
0: You right. never know. Um, PCPro.com slash podcast is, uh, or PCPro.com slash subscribe is where you can get to that page right there that Ken's got up, uh, where you give us your name, your email, and we just have like an email blast that goes out before we record this podcast or any other live events. That we may be streaming at the time. Of which, uh, you know, sometimes we have some cool stuff. Um, Twitter.com slash Ryan is how you can tweet right now at the boss who is not here. He's off somewhere doing some stuff. So feel free to tweet away. Yeah. And uh, Twitter.com slash PCPer also goes to the boss. So, you know, you can just go to Twi- Twitter at both of them.
1: Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell him. Tell them. Get his butt back to the office or something, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, because he was out like what, two, three weeks in a row. We're gonna have to ago, do a count
1: or... of how many podcasts he misses. This yeah, year. yeah, yeah, and see if well, it's greater, greater than nodding five hundred. He's,
0: yeah. uh you know, I, I told him we brought more people on. He had to be like more managerial. He's totally taking that.
2: Yeah, uh, he's taking he's, that to task. He's off playing golf every
0: yeah, weekend. He's, he's, he's in. <laughs> You're <fly>, in Mar a Lago. Jeez. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyhow, um, let's uh, talk about the next thing, which is the Patreon page, which also happens to send a message to the boss, and he usually reads the names and the Patreon amount changes during the podcast, but he's not here, and I don't have his phone, so apologies for not reading them if you happen to do that uh, during this podcast, but I encourage you to help us pay the bills regardless.
1: Just know that Ryan will read it. He will himself. read it. He will see it. He may not read it on the stream, but he, he might will be in it. public. He might be in a crowded area. That's and true. if you make it lewd enough, yeah. who knows?
0: Yeah. Your challenge is to make Ryan laugh as hard as possible in an awkward family situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jeremy, you want to pimp something right away before we even get to stuff, right?
2: Oh, I suppose there's something fun going on this weekend. Okay. The Fragging Frogs are putting together their 15th VLAN. This has been going on since uh, April of 2003. So if you know nothing about this, there is a link which will take you to the forum page where you can introduce yourself to Lenny, sign up for the forums, and get yourself in for a lot of fun this coming Saturday's kicking off at 10 a.m. There's a list of games, which I think is over two dozen now. Uh, Already 40 people have signed up to be part of this event. And there will be prizes. Some of them are unannounced. Some of them we know are coming from Josh and Maury and the other guys at PC pert So not only going to have a lot of fun, you could win some really kick-ass prizes. We've given away some incredible stuff. Lenny usually has got an ID to give away some rather unique items that you would probably not have gotten any other way. So it's definitely worth shining up. Show up. Out, uh, sign on to the team speak and uh, win yourself some prizes. Will you get to shoot a bunch of your friends? Sweet.
0: Uh, yeah, we, sh- we should probably try to join that.
1: I got it a Quake Champions, Quake Champions beta invite for this weekend. So if I'm playing PC games, it's not going to be with them. Mm. Well, I bet you at least one of them Ooh. has a Quake beta. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be playing PC games this weekend, so it's an empty thread. But
0: yeah. I mean, It looked cool at QuakeCon when we saw it. Yeah. So I'll yeah. try to play 10 minutes. Do we know of when it. that's supposed to come out? Out? Like,
1: I don't know. Because it's beta now. I like? don't even remember signing up for the beta. I just saw an invite <laughs> in my inbox today. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sending you stuff. Like, we it's don't know not, you, it's but not here. like my press account or anything. It's just like, well, I don't have a press account, but like, it's not my PC per email. It's just my regular Gmail. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I signed up at some point. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to get into the reviews? I guess yeah
1: be all right man well, is Josh you know,
0: dead yeah so I would just check check in with Josh like is he, oh, is he alive I'm, I'm here he's there oh, I'm okay. just not talking uh, well that's wow that you makes
1: a very unexciting
0: podcast clearly you need to start playing the drinking oh. game buddy catch up man yeah well that's that's, that's half full still like you gotta no
3: I'm a pessimist
0: oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure which way I should go with that statement and I, apparently no. I was wrong uh all right, so, week in review, i uh, got a few things up here. Uh, Asus Strix Z270e gaming motherboard review. Maury wrote this guy up. Uh, how many Z270 board reviews have we done already? He's, he's probably just, done quite a few. He's, yeah, he's just been, like, chugging these guys out. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to read this guy before the review.
1: Well, right see, this motherboard the has looks, everything and the kitchen. Yeah, it looks like
0: it's just loaded to the hilt here. Okay. Uh, how much is it? I don't know. That's the important question. It's got to be like
2: $5. <laughs> <About> <laughs> Maybe $5.99. I like need about, yeah. The first comment. Uh, first comment. Amazon for two hundred and ten dollars. It's not bad. Snob. Well, it's a
0: Strix E. Oh, two hundred E's. Before we before we yeah. move on, the storage editor I me mean, has to comment on something. So his last weakness listed is lack of SATA Express. Have you seen a usable sex port? What <laughs> exactly. are you going to plug into it? So so first comment, totally called him out. Lack of Sata Express. That's not a con. <laughs>
2: like I mean... Just,
1: <laughs> well, no, it is literally a con. Just the, the <laughs> other true. meaning. Uh, oh, man. But Asus was the company that made that USB 3.1 front panel add-in that used the Sata Express connector. Uh, yeah so there yeah. you go i the mean they were use for SATA express and can do that with and this. they were the company that initially like sent out a little adapter board so we could test
0: sata things plugged into sata express like not, so we could plug in pci things yeah even though sata express is only a buy I, two i thought it was by one commission. no it's a by two pci like oh man that's so much bandwidth so it's just like what what do you it's the two basically it's two satas and a buy two pci yeah yeah uh, what why like why
1: it i mean it wasn't a bad idea because it was it was before M. dot two, like it predated M. dot two by a long shot. So yeah, like yeah, if yeah. someone act, like the interface was ahead of the controllers, yeah. No, I, I I'm with you. It's it ahead just, of the peripherals, is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. occasionally that works. Sometimes it doesn't.
0: <sighs> Where I am still looking for a price on this. Oh, at that stage, that's 200 not bucks. bad.
1: Two hundred bucks. Listen to Jeremy. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks for
3: a
0: loaded Z two seventy board. To me. It's a Strix e. Like you say that like it means something. Tell me, what does it mean? (laughs) Because
2: it's not an ergonomic ergonomic.
0: extreme. Is that? Does it mean extreme? Does it mean? No. Don't finish that word. Don't. Don't (laughs) finish the word. (laughs) (laughs) Erase.
3: Asus was prepared for some stiff competition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. See, now we got you talking, and we immediately regretted that decision.
1: Looks like it's available for. I'm um, for two hundred bucks on yeah. a couple of sites. Yep. Uh,
0: two hundred bucks on Newegg. Under ninety bucks. I mean, you know,
1: I oh,
2: mean the that's, E, the looks, G, the F, and the I are all about the same price. I mean, you got that board USB three point one. Uh, yeah,
1: type A ports. You got dual. What's I4, really? M.2. What's missing? What's really missing
0: on this board that somebody might want? Like, because I'm looking for it and. It's got M.2 uh, memory. It's, it's
3: the, the Cmos battery placement is uh, poor. no
0: no no. It's okay. No, it's awful. No, he oh, says it's under the board. It was under one. You, you have to remove second the GPU. Yeah, GPU yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, does he know yet? Have we told him that it's a jumper? You move over and it basically like sh- opens the circuit and shorts it out, and you don't have to pull the battery. You mean a button Baby on these motherboards? Oh, oh, you mean there's a
1: button that just does so it? Like there's Cmos buttons on motherboards for a long time.
0: Well, we gotta find the button before
1: we make that. It doesn't always work. So uh, if you want
0: to really do it, you
3: got to yeah. remove the battery.
0: You just
1: More take is, a screwdriver and you put it over the contacts. Moria's fine.
0: More is serious about his CMOS resetting. Yes, but you know what? There's no like, armor on this, so that's you know that's that's another couple of bucks off. That's true. I mean, yeah. I personally, I like. I don't really, you know, I'm it not going to have spend... the
3: most amount of VRMs,
0: but you know, it's not bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I could, actually, I can tell. Yeah, there's, but there's like, not as many phases there. Did, does that even matter? It's probably enough for most people. There's actually two M.2s on this board. Yeah, it's there two there by is. four M.2s. Oh. Huh. Yep. With the RAID? Yeah. So they, are they behind the... Yeah. Well, sometimes they don't wire them that way. They're, I, they're probably both behind. That's, that's very nice. It also has that funky USB
3: 3.1 connector on it. Too. Yeah, the front panel
0: header. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that really tiny... Um. Oh, look at this picture of this motherboard. Look at that, that awesome picture. There's that US, new USB connector. Interesting. All right, well, I mean... Still you know, not fine on the clear CMOS jumper. It just looks nice, too. Yeah, It looks like a nice board. It's like shades of kind gray. Of monochrome. You know, yeah. It's like monochrome shades of gray kind of, you know, thing. Which, actually, I should comment, if you're a person that puts RGB lighting in your case, you don't have to worry about the lighting only looking good with certain... Because RGB lighting only works so well if your motherboard is, like, orange. Like, some of the colors don't work, yeah. right? Because the board is only reflecting orange. Yeah. Right? So... Now, that there was a con listed that it didn't have
2: RGB headers or something. That no. is not a con. Uh, yeah. No, I'm mean, not it, saying it, it's
1: not a con. It, but it, it has two of the headers for LED strips. The con was that you can't configure that stuff from the BIOS. Oh. So you have to use have the to Windows use their, application to do it. Yeah, which, okay,
0: you know. okay. I mean, sure.
1: I don't really install motherboard applications that often, so I can see how that would be a negative
0: a person that's really blinging out their case and has rgb lighting dancing to whatever like they probably have they're not going to mind installing the utility is my point like if they're going that far they're just going to install the utility so they can who wants to go back into your bios every time you want to change the color anyway you're going to want to do it from
1: your desktop right but if you just always wanted the colors to be purple yeah like you had a purple case and you just always wanted the leds to be purple It'll I wonder, nice I wonder if the uh, it's
0: the kind of thing where the BIOS might save the number, but just might not have the ability to change it. So you might be able to install the thing, change it to purple, just uninstall the app and just be done with Probably. it. It might just always be purple. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Cool. Uh, looks like a cool... That's, I'm still impressed with the price coming. That's lower than I was expecting for a C270 board.
1: I mean, it's not the top. They're necessarily top, top, top of the end board, but sure. it seems to have just about every feature. That yeah, yeah,
0: that's all because. I really. If I'm buying a board, I don't care so much about the the bling and the looks as like what's installed and what I'm going to use the features on the board, right? Like, and it, that's got all the stuff that I would yeah. All right, next. Holy crap! Yeah, Ken Addison
2: These is are the not author. Two hundred
0: dollars. Who dat? <laughs> Ken Addison is the author of an of an a review. That on, doesn't seem right. We should probably PS- move on. I think that's a mistake. That's something and it's like a Nvidia Pes- Pascal Quadro roundup like GPU What are testing? you trying to say here, Alan? I just that's it doesn't say Ryan Shrout. I it's do GPU a lot of radical. GPU testing. Okay. I'm impressed. That's awesome. Mm. Take it away.
1: Uh yeah. So essentially here we had an opportunity to check out a fairly wide range of NVIDIA's latest quadra lineup uh, had, oh, Alan's scrolling so I don't have to scroll what a nice guy <laughs> I'm scrolling uh, for,
0: <laughs> I just realized Ken started talking and stopped scrolling the, the machine through can, the article I can only do like here, one thing at a time okay
1: uh, you can't talk and scroll
0: no I can't talk I'm and chewing scroll. Ken's gum for him right now <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. can you rub your belly and tap <laughs> your head while you're talking oh god no I can't even do that without talking <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh we took a look at the Quadro P2000, P4000 and P5000, not not the top of the NP6000 with the GP 100 GPU, the the big beast of a GPU. It's not to disappoint anyone. But essentially these are close analogs to GeForce cards. So the P2000 is about a GTX 1070 or sorry, 1060 with 128 fewer shaders. Slightly lower clock speed, but uh, five gigs of memory instead of three, I think. Right? Okay. Which seems, uh, yeah, it's you, an odd number. You lose but okay. a memory controller when you take off one of the shader blocks, I think. Oh, it just like that's the way it worked out when they cut when they chopped off the shaders, they lost one of the memory controllers, I think, is how that works out. And then the Quadro P4000 is in the a, a GTX 1070, it's a GTX 1070 uh, territory. With again 128 fewer shaders and a slightly lower clock speed, but it's pretty negligible when you compare it to a ten seventy. And then the Quadro P five thousand, the two hundred dollar almost flagship quadro GPU, is a GTX ten eighty. Okay. Two thousand. Oh, what'd I say? Two hundred. Oh yeah. Two thousand dollar GPU mm-hmm. is is a GTX ten eighty. And if you look at the photos of this you, you can you can tell it's just a GTX 1080.
2: Yeah, like it's looks like the the same, it's got
1: the same cooler with Quadro branding on it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of setting the stage. One thing that's interesting is the P4000, which is like the 1070 equivalent, is a single slot design. Cool. So you can jam more of them in a system, exactly, which is yeah. very important when you're targeting renderings and you just need more GPUs in semi small boxes mm-hmm. for workstations. But it's it's a blower-style cooler, but if you take a look, you see these sort of micro-holes on the backplane there, and then yeah. vents sort All of... Towards the leading edge of the... Yeah. Speed holes. Yeah, so... Yeah, basically. It, I thought it was interesting that they could kind of shove the GP... What's it GP-104. Yeah, the GP-104, the almost flagship yeah. Pascal GPU, into a single-slot design for these Quadros, and it... The the performance isn't that far off of a 1070. Yeah. In the Probably green. a pretty loud fan when it gets going. I, I didn't notice in particular using an open test bed. I mean, hmm. it's it problem, wasn't though. quiet, but I didn't particularly notice. Uh, moving cool. into some some of the benchmarks, uh, SpecView Perf is sort of one of the de facto applications for workstation graphics performance. Just a whole bunch of things like OpenGL and DirectX performance, a bunch of... Over a bunch of applications that are industry standards like cat applications and rendering applications and yeah. stuff like that. Ken, Ken has looked like
0: he's been doing really important work over there with 3D models spinning on a <laughs> desktop like all week long. Yeah, basically. I think I'm
1: just gonna keep this running from now on and I'll just look really important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's get to work. I'm rendering. <laughs> Leave me alone. Ken's like yeah. Designing airplanes and crap yeah. over there at his desk, man. Like that's serious. Uh there are eight different Eight different benchmarks that the tests that this benchmark runs through. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but essentially if you look at the field here, this is a pretty uh representative example of their medical test, which is sure. running through like 3D CT scans and cool stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the quadros sort of scale exactly how do you expect them. The P five thousand is better than the P four thousand. Yeah. P four thousand is better than the P two thousand. It's also pretty linear. Yeah. It's impressively linear and you yeah. kind of get what you pay for. It. However, if you take a look at the last chart on the, the re, on the last okay. bar of the chart is the Radeon Pro Duo. Uh, fair notice, we didn't have any of the new Fire Pro WX series, I think, think right. it is The RX 480 newest sort of SKUs on the market, professional graphics from them. So we use the Radeon Pro Duo for this review. And Spectre Perf only takes advantage of one GPU. It can't target more than one GPU. Okay. So this is... Only sort of technically seeing half oh, of the performance. So it's kind of nerfing the card, yeah. Depending on what application you're using and if it can target more than one GPU, right? But well, even so, well, I mean, it, it yeah, it does look, look
0: a little yeah. bit inverted because it's uh, so that Pro Duo is two hundred dollars more than the P two thousand.
1: Yeah, but it's also look, look at the teraflop. What's what's it like? Sixteen teraflops. For the Pro Duo? Uh, yeah, it's 16. That, that's across two GPUs. But, yes. So that's eight teraflops for a single GPU. And what's the P2000? Rated at three. Yeah, so you huh. would expect it to walk all over in this test, but over all of the tests that Specview prefers running, this is kind of the yeah, story that came out of. Something's up there. Uh, that's a little better. Yeah, this was the one sort of standout. Autodesk Showcase seemed to take advantage of stuff. Uh, this is a DirectX rendering test. So that makes that makes sense that... Yeah. I mean, it's more in line with the pricing, yeah, exactly. as far as
0: performance for price, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So
1: if we spec view perf,
0: what's the SNX 2 thing
1: where it's uh, doing like? Yeah, I something's I don't wrong. know something's something's wrong Yeah, something's wrong. There. wrong there. That's there. obviously not how yeah. that GPU would perform under NX. I just how they had their workload spec and what version of NX they're using, and was just a whole bunch of different variables. Huh. But. Uh Sparky Perf is interesting if you have a specific application you're looking for in mind. You can get a general idea about that. And they publish a lot of documents about what exactly the workload's doing. So you could take a look at that if you have a specific use case. But, now now things get interesting. Though. Yeah. Now we moved on to just sort of general performance rendering in OpenCL and CUDA. Yeah. Which is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of people buying these GPUs. Uh Luxmark is How long has Luxmark been around, Josh? It's been around forever for OpenCL. Gosh, at least 10 years? Yeah, yeah. like this is a tried and true industry standard benchmark for rendering. They keep adding new tests to make it more difficult. Like this is the room scene, which is the current most difficult scene. And if we take a look at the results there, it's a lot more of what you'd be expecting. That's pretty good for AMD. Yeah. Now, yeah. So you compare the Radeon Pro Duo, which is about an eight teraflop GPU, to the Quadro P5000, which is in the eight teraflop range. sort of compute range, yeah. and, and score they score about the same. Yeah. And then but there's another one. Yes. And yeah. The nice thing about LuxMark is it just allows you to target as many OpenCL devices as you want, so it scales perfectly to a second GPU. Sweet. So you have the Radeon Pro Duo sort of walking over everything in this OpenCL test. And the other interesting thing is the lack of a gap between the P4000 and the P5000. That is interesting. So they're very neck and neck. And it's like a, I want to say it's like a $1,000 price difference between the two or something like that. It's Yeah, 1100 it's, bucks. Yeah, $1,100 price difference between the two. So if you're looking for sort of you're getting diminishing returns. Basically. Yeah, that, that's the common thing here. Is the diminishing returns in rendering are a little more substantial than I would have expected. Between that and the fact that it's a dual slot, yeah, like, like that really is that like, extra cooling. So
3: how how do you get more than a hundred percent scaling? Uh, yeah. Between the Pro Duo, yeah, it is actually more Duo. than a hundred.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a good question. That's interesting,
1: huh? It's not. A lot
2: more than a hundred, but it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's more than a hundred. Not more than hundred. Uh, One point two.
1: Huh. I don't know.
2: I uh, mean, maybe maybe, the, maybe it
1: chopped up the workload up into the different yeah. tile size or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Or or it could be
3: processing various phases between the two.
1: Yeah, nice. I, I can't remember. It, I I guess LuxMark does different different passes, so I could potentially see how that might affect. Because it's not, i I don't remember if it's tile based render or if it's a sort of pass based mm-hmm. system, but if it was passes, I could see that maybe it's using one GPU to pre calculate ahead and just getting faster than potential and, and if you're not
3: round trip into
1: main memory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you get an extra four gigs of memory as well. Yeah. Be it true. Sure. Uh, then we move on to Blender, uh, Scott's favorite application. Yes, he really likes Blender. Yeah. Oh, and as, as Scott just pointed out in our in our chat, uh, for the single GPU score for the uh, LuxMark, that GPU was also the one that was running Windows. Oh, so that would uh. explain it. It isn't necessarily the peak performance yeah, of the yeah, yeah. GPU. It's using it as the main display. Yeah. And so it's also it's, rendering. So you're losing some frame buffer frame yeah. buffer space. Yeah. So so you're yeah. losing some potential performance there. So there is more to be gained from the second GPU than okay. just the first. That makes more sense. Yeah. So we move on to Blender, uh, which is also which has both OpenCL and CUDA code paths. So the AMD parts are going through the OpenCL <laughs> code path, and the Quadro GPUs are going through the CU- the uh, CUDA code path. So it's like the single core was about on par with the 2000, but
0: you had a second core, so. That put it on par with the five thousand.
1: Yeah, interesting. You can if you compare sort mm-hmm. of the well, if you compare the Quadro P five thousand to the dual GPU of the Pro Duo, which is eight teraflops versus sixteen point eight teraflops, and they score in the same ballpark. You can tell how much more efficient the CUDA code path in some of these applications is than the Open OpenCL code path. Okay. So for your seven and a half to eight minutes, you could either be using one GPU or two GPUs essentially to do the same amount of work. Mm. And then, uh, sort of, the last test we ran was uh, a CUDA specific test using the NVIDIA iRay renderer in 3DS Max. And what happened? uh, It's kind of the law of diminishing returns again. If you look Wait. at the gap between the P4000 and the P5000. Oh, well, I was going to ask why there was no AMD uh, results yeah, on that. It's a CUDA renderer. You can yeah. run it on the CPU exclusively on AMD platforms, but as you can see, that's just so much slower. Sure. That you wouldn't use that renderer, essentially. Yeah, 3ds Max has a lot of plug-in renderers that can be added to do specific things, like in this case ray tracing. But there are also more agnostic ray tracing applications. We just kind of wanted to go for a high, highly optimized CUDA code path and yeah you can see the upgrade between the p4000 and the p5000 is probably not worth it at least for the workload that we tested
0: yeah more than twice the
1: cost yeah and it definitely was never seeing more than twice the performance yeah i mean it's it's sort of like the gaming market is the price difference between a gtx 1070 and a gtx 1080 worth it
0: yeah i'm with you yeah yeah
1: so this was an Sort of interesting forway, foray into the professional graphics world that we don't necessarily take a lot of look at. Uh, I will say the Radeon Pro Duo at eight hundred dollars is one heck of a deal. Mm-hmm. It launched at fifteen hundred, but it now goes for yeah seven ninety nine ninety nine. For what I can do, yeah, that's a- yeah. If you're using OpenCL applications that can target two GPUs, it's it's a pretty good choice. You do have to mount a radiator somewhere in your case, and it's a bigger (laughs) and longer card, so you have to deal with that. You can't have as cool and quiet quiet a workstation as you might want sitting on your desk if you're doing these sort of rendering tasks all day. But the Quadro 5000 is a $2,000 GPU, and there's a lot of of things you could buy for (laughs) that extra $1,200. Yeah. So... I I could see why the Quadro market exists. uh, You can buy a pair of the P4. No, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. The Radeon Pro Duo uses just the Radeon graphics drivers, and the NVIDIA stuff uses Quadro drivers, which uh, have a separate hardware qualification list, and they're built to work for, like, built to work with applications and, in theory, more stable. Yeah. which is very important if you're making money off this stuff. But if you're just sort of a hobbyist, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, just, uh, just don't be premier. No, just don't. Just don't. Just don't do it. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of a look at workstation graphics. Cool. A cool. Nice rambling look. That's the longest I've ever talked in a row, especially on this it's podcast. true. It's true. So, oh, God, please move on to something else. Okay.
0: Uh, next up, Windows 10 Creators Update. Uh, accessible on April 5th. Oh, hey, that's today. Um, so you could have installed this a few days ago, actually, because the ISO of the build that turned into the Creators Update uh, was available. But now you can basically just run like a, like a quick a little installer thing that kind of kickstarts the process. And yeah. does the update?
1: Yeah, if you go to the like Microsoft Windows 10 regular download page, yeah. they'll detect you're running Windows 10 and then just there's a little downloader you grab and it will walk you through the update. I did that a couple of hours ago. Yeah. Um I
0: installed from the ISO, but that was the similar process. Like it just
1: over or installed over top itself.
0: Yeah. Well I mean it started it started the process like from within Windows, as if it was like just doing a Windows update almost. Yeah, you know, it was very similar. Knock on wood.
2: Uh, yeah, um, there were a couple of quirks. so far. I haven't heard very much uh, bad feedback. Well, there were some things at least that reasonable bad feedback.
0: There were some things that rubbed me the wrong way. They changed the context menu option when you shift right-click on a folder; it doesn't open a regular command prompt. It opens PowerShell. Like they were that learn to
2: love PowerShell. Well, yeah, but like
0: a lot of the commands I would usually run in PowerShell don't, or in Command Prompt don't directly translate over. You would figure it would just work. But nope. the first one I tried <laughs> didn't work.
1: So I was like, oh, okay, how do I get this back to command prompt? So No, you, know, I you just to, need to install bash on Windows and then launch yeah, Bash well, in I, could, shell. Do I could do that. You can do whatever go. you want. That's true. The world is your oyster. That's true. I you can don't do have that, to install grep on Windows anymore.
0: I that's I need to play around with it, actually because <laughs> yeah. I I have I have uh, a whole bunch of grep style, you know unix things installed on my box i know you do yeah <laughs> um
1: you anyway do a review of that when you finally install it
0: uh yeah um yeah
1: i will say i didn't notice anything different with creators update i don't even remember what they're supposed to add to the thing you anymore. know it,
0: it pins a stupid mail app to the taskbar <laughs> on you that you have to unpin as soon as you you know fire it up there's yeah.
1: there's some other stuff and you can fix a command prop thing with the registry edit yeah yeah, which I yeah, I'll did. link to um, that tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Well, there's there's a thing that involves changing permissions if you want to remove the PowerShell option, uh, which is a pain in the butt. Like, you have to change registry key tree permissions for stuff. Or you can just import a key that added the command prompt to your options, and then you can have both, which I, I think is yeah. more handy, right? I, I, I went the
1: method of sort of deleting it, but I think it still retained the PowerShell option. I don't know. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Expect, but, um... So yeah. And they did some other stuff. They changed like the Windows Defender now has a UI that's like the, you know, Metro style app or whatever the heck the name of that is now. <laughs> like it's the it's the cleaner interface. It's not the old school Windows Defender yeah. interface from when it was introduced in like what Windows eight or something or whenever Defender came Seven. out. Seven or what it might have been Seven. Vista.
1: And it yeah. existed
2: in the 7, but it wasn't quite as They called it ugly. something else. Yeah, they called yeah.
0: it... It was uh, Essentials, Security Essentials yes. back yes. then. But it was still the same UI. Was it? The, the, it? looked the same. Okay. Yeah. And actually, it looked the same as the tool that Microsoft acquired. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, They basically just put a freaking Microsoft logo on it and just kept, kept on. Um,
2: Gee, I can't imagine them ever doing that.
0: <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I do have to hand it to him. That was, you know, of all the companies to pick, like it was a it's a good, clean, like A V engine that doesn't really have a lot of overhead to it. So yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't really get in the way. So it's good enough for most people. Um Imagination Technologies, who a lot of people probably don't even know who the heck they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um releases Apple GPU loss statement. So Imagination Technologies apparently was the company making all of the GPUs on all of the Apple mobile devices.
1: I I I read I read a story that mentioned they were even they were providing chips or IP for the original iPod even like they yeah. their relationship with Apple goes, goes way far back. back. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh Apple announced and not immediately, but like within the next uh, what year and a half or 2 15, years 24 or 24 months. Yeah. That they're going to move away from that using their technology and they're going to, Apple's going to like roll their own thing, which I think is pretty ambitious also, considering they had a separate company doing all this for all this time. And now they're just going to like try to do it on their own. But hey, you know, if they can do it, I guess more power to them. But uh, that was also like something on the order of half of the income. It, was, of this it was like 65% or something like yeah, that. More than half. Yeah, like more than half of the, this, you know, imagination technologies income was coming from Apple. So when Apple announces this thing, that uh, their stock like tanked to like half in like one day or something. and Yeah. Not yeah. Apple stock, but imagination technology stock, obviously. Um, Josh, surely you have some thoughts on this. Yeah. I ain't got...
1: Okay. If you don't have any um, thoughts on this, then you can't, go, you can't go to London. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, imagination tech is, is a pretty good portion of their revenue comes from Apple, mm-hmm. as we've mentioned. And they've got some good technology. I mean, they've got guys and they've got a portfolio of previous tech and stuff that they're working on now. And Apple going on its own is going through a landmine of licenses and it's going to be curious to see who they decide to kind of do some cross licensing with whether it be amd and saying you know what we'll keep your products in in our desktops and notebooks and whatnot if you go ahead and give us a good deal on some licensing of some basic gpu tech so we can you know have our buttocks covered legally uh, from all these other companies in the world, the NVIDIAs, the Imaginations, ARM, whoever. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, building a GPU from scratch is not easy. Uh, back in 1998, it was a whole lot easier I'm doing that now. in a product that is a sub-five watt, uh, if not even a half a watt, uh, in, in terms of power consumption... It's it's a pretty big deal. And it's not easy. I mean, certainly they've they've bought a lot of uh, you know, companies that that are helping them do this, but you know, GPUs are, are still hard and, and getting a compatibility with OpenGL, I mean there there's some people saying that, you know, if if Apple does this then they're only gonna support Metal. But how many applications out there are, are OpenGL for Android and iOS? Yeah. It's the asking vast a majority. lot yeah. for them to 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 do something like saying, hey, you gotta port everything over to Metal. That's it's a lot of man hours and a lot of applications. A lot of backwards compatibility that's just not gonna happen because, you know, guys with an app that may be two years old. Will not find it, uh, you know.
0: It's not going to be worth it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be worth it. And I mean, they're going to make it compatible, and they're going to sell a couple for you know a few bucks. And it's it's not going to be worth man hours
0: of of programming to get it over to metal. So I don't know how this is going to go. They're going to have to make it compatible with everything that worked on, you know, the older
2: imagination tech GPU. Yeah, well, I don't you know, even think I believe um, this myself, but Apple has got the hubris to think that if you don't program metal, it's not going to show up on the iTunes store and think that that's actually going to work because people will be desperate to get back on the iTunes store, even if, like you say, they're losing cash trying to port their app of that costs 50 cents a buck over to the new uh, API. Yeah. I can still see Apple, or at least some people there, thinking, "Yeah, you know what, guys, we could totally do this," and everyone would have to buy a new phone because the old ones won't work on our store anymore.
1: Well, Oof. that that wouldn't be the case. No, that wouldn't be. The yeah, case. It, it's hard phones those... support metal. Yeah, true. Yeah, but but I'm I mean, sure they, they could they, find they the new they ones. They have had
3: better. a history of making some pretty big changes. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I going mean, from power architecture to x86. Yep.
1: Yeah, and 15, adding a second button to their mice. <laughs> Fifteen to twenty-four <laughs> yeah. months seems to be to be about the time frame, like the out they would give it. And there are probably reasons they haven't implemented technolo- technologies past OpenGL ES three point one. I think like iOS is not anywhere near on the current version of OpenGL. Yeah, even no. for the mobile stuff.
2: And, and you look at the industry analysts sort of saying, you know, uh, pretty much everyone who wants a smartphone at this point has one. Yeah. There are a couple of markets opening up, but that's Huawei uh, and uh, <laughs> Lenovo. And <laughs> Say that <Wah>. again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I got that one wrong, didn't I? <laughs> that's just
1: Canadian pronunciation.
2: Yeah. Huawei. No, I only ever read it. I never hear it. It's, or let alone see a bloody phone. So the, the emerging markets, they don't even have a shot at. So they're tra- how do we get people buying phones again? How How do we get the... Eight years ago, when our new iPhone came out, people were lined up for days. How can we bring that back? Well, let's throw everything out and change it completely. See what happens.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's uh, the the cynic in me, uh, which is a very big portion of me, if you ever, if you ever <laughs> listen to the podcast.
3: And you're a cynic? <laughs> no.
1: No. Uh, the cynic in me believes... This could just be a power play to buy up imagination in a couple of years, mm-hmm. which would just be
3: so shitty. Yeah, yeah. They, they would have some serious lawsuits. Yeah, English courts would come down. True, on it, like,
2: true. Yeah, but could they afford it? Probably. Yeah. How about this?
3: They get their own chip out. They do metal. They promise all of these nice things. Plus they will re-add in a headphone jack. <laughs> in that case, I, I'm sold.
0: Well, we see the path to the future. I'm fine. I, I would be okay with it then. That company went out of business? I don't care. Got the headphone jack back.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, so, okay. One last question, Josh. What <laughs> okay. GPU will we in the iPhone this year? Will it be Say a power – will we see a power VR in the G- GPU in the iPhone this year?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's far too yeah. late to be doing something from somebody else. And so, I mean, the way that – The way
1: that – Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. They said that within 15 to 24 months, Apple will be done with them, which if you mm-hmm. assume some sort of – Time where they have to license IP or license or pay them some sort of royalties to support old devices. That would put you at about fifteen to twenty-four months. When's the next one coming out?
3: September from now?
1: Yeah, September. September?
3: Yeah. Yeah, the next one's going to be imagination. I mean, they've already signed the contracts, paid the money, implemented the IP, yeah. and they'll get royalties and whatnot. But I can see i mean if they really do take a hard stance it is not impossible to design something like this if you hire enough guys and gals to do the work and to get something that
0: will just plain work um so they're gonna fill one third of their ring ring being the ring shaped building they're huh. gonna fill one third of that it's gonna be like She'd a pie engineers <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like a pie of it like one big pie slice. gpu right You can literally take their campus and just make it into a pie chart and be like, okay, who's working on what? Here's the little slices, literally. And, you know, probably even changes colors as you walk from space to space. It's like, all right, now you're in the GPU area. (sighs) It's not quite that
3: big. I mean, we're not talking (laughs) NVIDIA AMD type. I mean, Imagination does not have that many engineers as compared. Right. But they're very
1: specialized in what they do. Yeah. Yeah is this a move Apple had to make in order to replace Intel on the notebook side
2: Uh, no I wouldn't think so Uh, I mean I could see them thinking it might give them an opportunity but I just don't see it working
1: I mean you obviously couldn't use PowerVR GPUs
2: think about the previous
3: move from Intel going from NVIDIA to AMD as
1: a cross licensing partner you mm-hmm. think maybe like that isn't super that isn't official yet is it man uh, no it, but I it, mean it's it, probably it's, a thing yeah <laughs> hmm.
3: it it kind of closes a little loop there yeah maybe yeah I don't know
0: interesting All it right. is interesting Um, what do we got next uh, DDR5 I just got used to DDR4 so this is uh, information that looks like I, I think uh, Jeremy, you're just focusing on what came out of SNEA on this, right?
2: That is pretty much all we really got.
0: Okay, so basically you're talking about like the specs. So SNEA is looking at like the JEDEC like specs for DDR5, and probably dealing with how they're going to deal with testing it and certifying it, and oh, etc. Yeah, the et cetera. bottom
2: one that's interesting. Well, yeah,
0: that's uh you know NVDEM stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, So there's, you know, they're showing three different types. So, like, there's memory map DRAM, that's N, even though you would think that the N would be NAND, but it's not. Uh, Then there's NVDIM F, which is flash, so that's like your NAND flash memory. And they're showing, so they're showing, like, relative amounts of times here. Those are the interesting points, because the type that has DRAM on it is going to be tens of nanoseconds. The type that has NAND on it is going to be tens of microseconds. So there's like a thousand x gap if between those two. If only there was like if only there if was there's like a thing in between DRAM and NAND. Oh wait, there's an NVDim P, and they're actually yeah. saying it's running in hundreds of nanoseconds. In other words, uh, is that latency times, familiar? It's like ten times the latency of RAM. Huh. But it's like a hundred times faster than Flash. Where have we seen those numbers before? I don't hmm. know. Um, Imagination? Uh, yeah, if you want to start singing the Disney song. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, they're talking Crosspoint. Or yeah. any other competitors equivalent of any kind of phase change ish kind of, you know, non-volatile thing that's faster than Flash.
2: So, but, and is X-Point j
0: what do you mean? No. It's not, it's so, not like... There's not a JDEC thing. There, thing for Crosspoint.
2: Like exactly. It's not, so, yeah. JDAC's going, yeah, we need to have one. Here's our new standard. Well, somebody make it for us, please.
0: Sure, sure. But, I mean, it, I mean, it's not like Intel is going to make their own NVDIM standard, really. They're going to follow whatever comes out of JDEC. Like, that's oh, pretty. pretty much how Intel works. Like, so, the, so, there needs to be a standard, is the point for people to follow. And then the companies will just make the thing work with the standard. Um, But that does give you a interesting, you know, idea there um, on the speeds. And then we've already seen like from the leak of uh, the P 4800 X, which is going to be the Intel Optane enterprise SSD, like that right on the spec sheet says your typical latency is going to be less than ten um, micro, which puts it, you know, right. It's probably operating right around 10 micro. Um, whereas the, uh, NAND on here, they're saying tens of microseconds, but I would really say like, you know, a full NAND SSD, you're talking like by tens, they mean really like 90 (laughs) or like a hundred or something like that. And that's mostly waiting on the flash. That's about how long the flash takes to turn around. So, yeah, you might as well consider that like hundreds of microseconds for that center entry there versus tens for a uh, PCIe cross point thing, uh, tens of micro, and then hundreds of nano for a same cross point just installed on a dim form factor where you're not trying to hop through a controller and go over PCI and, you know, all that stuff adds latency, basically. Um It's part of the reason that, like, the hype Intel and Micron kind of goofed a little when they overhyped the launch of Crosspoint. And then, (laughs) you know, see, computer infrastructure is, like, not where it needs to be to totally take advantage of it until you can do stuff like this NVDim thing. And that's going to still take some time. So in the meantime, you have to deal with some products coming out that are still beating the crap out of Flash stuff, but not going as fast, you know, not going, like, one-tenth the speed of, of RAM quite yet. Uh chat's asking about what's my opinion of CrossPoint Endurance. I think it will be just fine. Don't get him started. I'm not even going any further than that.
1: We'll have a we'll probably have a review of some CrossPoint stuff at some point.
0: I think if you read a thing that's really bashing hard on CrossPoint, they're probably just a hater at this point because nothing I have seen or tested has told me otherwise yet. So no, it doesn't count until you let Ryan touch it. Not letting Ryan touch it. <laughs> He'll break it. Doesn't matter what it is. He has Maybe the, you can do writes on it for like a year. Well, you can actually do random writes pretty darn quick on something like Crosspoint. When the random write 4K speed, if you do the math, ends up being the same as the sequential speed... Uh, you know that's saying something. <laughs> it just saturates the bus or saturates its cell, its controller, regardless. Maybe not saturating the bus quite yet, but oh wow! Well. Uh, well, what's the next? Year five. AMD releases Radeon Crimson. Relive. You have to say it right. <laughs> Can't say relive, even though that's how everybody wants to. Seventeen point four point one uh scott wrote this up uh what was the big deal about the thing that they were like
2: uh you oh, got more
0: asynchronous space oh, go ahead oh oh yeah this is the one okay so they they got yeah,
2: reprojected in space work
0: yeah so there's well it's not that they're adding that it's that they're supporting more cards with no
1: that, right no no they're, this is the first they're, driver that's ad, They're adding Space warp, warp to the Fiji and like well, the the older the Fury, the 390, and the 290. Okay. And they're adding support for async reproduction and Steam VR. And that supports the rx 480 and the 470. Reprojection, not reproduction. And that's and that's but something that's so much <laughs> more exciting. Yeah, and that wasn't previously there. <laughs> yes. Right? They did not Especially support async reproduction at all.
0: In Steam VR. That was yes. something that NVIDIA did support. Yes. But they AMD did so. That's good that they're getting more on par with NVIDIA now in the VR stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know how much use there is for Space Warp on those higher end GPUs like a three ninety or a Fury. In, but
0: can NVIDIA Space Warp?
1: Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and AMD can Space Warp on other older GPU or not older like the RX series. Yeah, the RX series. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So I mean, newer but less powerful. Yeah, newer sure, but less powerful. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. I'm still waiting for the NVIDIAs to all the other um simultaneous reprojection stuff to be actually be adopted by some software other than uh the just the Nvidia- just Nvidia's demo, I, yeah. I think it might be in a game or two, but I need to I need to look at look for that and like actually do some testing because like the performance that, gains were supposed to be pretty darn good.
2: That Robo one,
1: I think. Robo recall. Does. I th- yeah, I, th- I th- th- think it does. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately, actually, now that I think about it, I'm only on a 980, so I can't use that feature anyway.
1: Better upgrade. 10 ATI.
0: (laughs) Well, I am looking at pricing on them. I might buy one.
1: What do you mean you're looking at pricing? The pricing's never going to change on that GPU. No,
0: actually, I'm waiting for it to come down to MSRP still. (laughs) Yes, Go with that. You know. Um,
2: So you're waiting for Vega.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes, maybe. Um, Mad cats. Is no longer. Didn't this story come out on like April Fools? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. They
1: filed for Chapter Seven the, on. And April it's first. not. A lot of people took it, this like deeply personally
2: too. It's strange.
1: Well, I've I mean, been around a long time. Yeah, they. Everyone a rec- has a special connection with
0: Mad Cat. First, they've been around a long time. Second, their PR pushes are significant. Really? True. I was on their list.
2: <laughs> and I'm it's, telling
0: you, every other day. There was a mad cats and not just like a, Hey, come look at our stuff. No, it was like, we're announcing this new thing. Like every other day, literally it was some new thing from them for, it could be a cable for crying out loud, but it was something right. Um, yeah. I mean, just, so they must've had some kind of decent following to them and they had, you know, looked like halfway decent, low, relatively low cost stuff that they were selling, but you know, yeah, now they're not. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So. Who else is going to make the crappy third-party controller you give to the you give to your friend?
0: oh uh, well, it's, you just have to go with the new old stock of these. Oh man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in all seriousness, MedCats actually did make a lot of higher quality stuff at the end. Like they kind of revitalized the fight stick market. Yeah, they were and, ramping. You know, they, they were like they were, they ramping were up very high quality fight sticks that weren't very expensive and they were very big in that market. So like they didn't just always make pieces of crap. That's not why they yeah, went out business. But it's fun to remember them that way. Oh, well. Um, Sigh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, wasn't Satec part of them? Yeah. Am they sold that to Logitech that? earlier. And, like, or I had last I, year. I have, like, four of those keyboards at my house still.
1: Mm-hmm. Saytech make keyboards? Yeah. I, oh, I yeah. still have Saytech uh, joysticks here. They were, yeah. I joysticks. Makes sense. They were the, like, original
0: cheap backlit keyboard because it was like an organic led backlight behind you know transparent keycaps basically yeah it wasn't individual key rgb led anything fancy like that i don't want it but then. but it was a backlit keyboard that you could get at the time for like 50 bucks or something yeah you know and like when they were brand new like when backlighting was like i just had become a thing so you know at the same time you had the uh optimus or whatever Keyboard yeah. for like, you know, <laughs> it says $1,500 or whatever versus 50 bucks for just like, you know, blue backlight. Yeah. Many, um, many
3: fond men, memories of playing Mech Warrior with a
0: sidetech controller. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, oh,
2: that's okay. Logitech's got them. They're safe.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Probably. Uh no no it's Logitech nothing will kill they Logitech they sold that off to Logitech I, I, I can't I explain
1: it but nothing will kill it <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> I mean they, Logitech might kill them
0: well well maybe but they'd probably still sell the joysticks probably just rebrand them or something put a big G on them <laughs> that, gl- <laughs> that glows and pulses in different colors RGB but,
1: you know, RGB, RGB glowing
0: uh, yeah, you know flight their, controller uh,
1: premium, premium line. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Done. done done marketed.
0: Alright, hardware uh, software picks of the week. Ken, you got a crunch time for your buddy. Um, um, Jeremy, I'm
2: What? Jeremy, you're up. What All do you right, got? So I broke down and I'm uh, at least trying to upgrade to a GTX 1080. Strange story. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to move over from AMD to NVIDIA because the, the deal that they're offering right now on this one, which is just ridiculously overclocked from uh, ASUS, this uh, 8 gig ROG Strix. Its base clock, or sorry, the boost clock is uh, eighteen thirty-five megahertz, and it's selling for less than a lot of the ones that are just clocked at stock speeds. Oh, it's got the Strix cooler. Uh, it's a little bit better deal down in the states, but even in up here in Kazakhstan, uh right now it's one hundred and eleven bucks off. Wow. So, so that's there's a there's a rebate at least in the U.S. In the U.S., there's one of these stupid mail-in rebates that you can send back to ASUS, but still, old hey, school it's school rebate, thirty bucks off. Yeah, that brings it down
0: to five fifteen, which for a is
2: dirt cheap for a ten eighty.
0: Yeah, especially a ten eighty with a and nice core at ten eighty.
2: You know, yeah, huh? Because some of us are old and lazy and don't have the time to perfectly <laughs> overclock well, something uh, right away. <laughs> honestly, even if you want to overclock it, you're you're a little bit smarter going with
0: you know the higher end like that, because that's to the point where they will bin them, right? Somewhat, or at least, oh, they'll, they'll, at least they'll test them, and you're the ones you're getting are like, you know that they can go reasonably faster, so you're still going to have, you know, if you were going to overclock that versus just some random, you know, base model one, you're probably going to have
2: more success with that one, with the, the Strix. Yeah, so uh, I mean, that direct cu free cooling is, is yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, it tests that's, very well. Triple fan,
0: pretty decent, beefy looking cooler on that thing. Looks cool. Yeah, beefy. Not bad.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking of beefy. Speaking
0: of
3: beefy. Beefing. You know, um, soda. You can't be much of a gamer <laughs> if you've never had a little boilins. A little boilens, some old time cola. Especially the birch beer. I don't I've never had birch beer. You've, you've never had it? I don't How think can you so? not? It's like root beer with a real good kick, huh? Yep. It's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, hmm.
2: it's not quite. You think it's going to stain beer your kit, tongue
3: this strange red color? It's fantastic. Yep, I'm more of a ginger beer man because look at me. No, actually, you'll if if you like ginger beer, you'll you like, like the birch beer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, just you know, I'm I'm stepping away from hardware, going to the little wetware, and uh, yeah, if if you. You know, of course, you know, the big Pepsi thing going on now with you know, uh-huh. protests. Uh-huh. Stuff. got political. Uh-huh. Yep, let's, uh-huh. let's 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 just take it back
0: a couple of steps. You know, I I watched more, that commercial you know, and it didn't like I it was just like okay.
2: It's a commercial. I was, the first time I saw it was watching the the evening news tonight. And I'm like, what? I honestly this missed is that what entire controversy.
1: Have been babbling about
0: yeah, all day? I don't understand. Like, it was just, it's, okay, it's a commercial.
1: Yeah, no, like, like I, I I missed it entirely. Like, I didn't see it as it was happening. Eh. Just until it got. But yeah, pulled. I've never watched it. So, yeah.
3: but I I just wanted Boylan's because Boylan's Boylan's is good cola. delicious.
1: Boylan's is it great. Is. I all guess
3: right. their cream soda is fantastic. I've had their their regular root beer, their regular cola. Which is probably my
1: favorite—the yeah. birch they, beer. They've got like a good cherry cola too. They—that's one of the top.
0: Yeah, I might have to try some of these. You guys are
2: all right. You
1: guys no, are. is good. Yeah, um, and they're
2: everywhere. Boylan's is good. <laughs> what was it? Eighteen fifty something they
3: started out. <laughs> yeah, they're well over a hundred years old. So,
0: yeah. Um, Ken, you might have to zoom that in and pan it over because look at what it's going to do on the screen. What do you need it to do? I don't know. All right. So,
2: um,
0: <laughs> pick. Fine. so, so we're trying to get a VPN running at the office. There was something we've been toying around with. We tried the built in windows one.
1: <laughs> Weird.
0: <huh? laughs> uh, although, I mean, I'd seen plenty of guides and it looked like it just kind of worked for most people. And it's not like we have a lot of machines in, that of we needed to do with like, we were forwarding the right port. It just like, didn't want to work. Don't understand why. So we're like, all right, well, crap. will crap that idea. Um, Then I start Googling around for just, you know, open source, like free VPN stuff. The first thing we found was OpenVPN, uh, which is not my pick. uh, No, it's not. Because Ken and I both (laughs) downloaded this thing. I installed it. We looked at it. Our eyes glazed over, short like on the third or fourth I, layer worth of you have to set up this yeah. config file for that yeah. and that config file for this, and yeah. you have to make your certificates and you have to do this and do that. And by the way, there's no GUI at all. Period. I'll Everything have, is like setting up these having things.
1: Having a GUI, but they should at least give you like a base config to work Dude, off of. This was the, this was really the stereotypical
0: open source project, right? Like, totally was. I'm shocked I didn't have to compile it myself. Okay, I was that uh, really seriously um anyway so then i you know we're like okay let me just go back to google and look around a little bit more next entry down on my result just happened to be this thing called soft ether and they actually make their point like halfway down their page there's an actual table comparing it directly against OpenVPN, feature for feature like which things it does and which things
1: the other one does etc right And uh, I I, I do have a bit of a problem. They're advertising themselves as having more lines of code and that being a good thing. Well, (laughs) you know, I will say it has a GUI. It has it's very flexible. It's a
0: service you install on the main machine. You want to be acting as the VPN, like the pipe that's passing through, you know, handling all your VPN stuff. And then there's like a console thing for configuration that you don't even need to run on that machine. You can just like point it at the server that's handling it. You know, so you could be anywhere else on your network and just kind of sign into it. Um really easy to configure, we probably had it up and running twenty minutes, maybe twenty minutes tops, like and that was with us actually walking through and properly setting up like uh you poking know, around a bit we were setting up pre shared keys and actually encrypt making sure everything was encrypted and everything else, and it was yeah. like we didn't have to go through any kind of big hoopla anything it was just it was everything it was, was a, better
2: than the six hour slack conversation about the first one you tried <laughs> uh, basically yeah. yeah yeah
0: um, but this was just r really really much easier um to the point where i wouldn't even bother with even though i'm like like i'm gonna probably install this at my house to set up the vpn there like um, as opposed to just using the built-in windows one which might actually
2: work at my house but yeah maybe (laughs) you know if you're um, doing dead simple stuff and not giving it anything that it might not expect yeah it does seem to work yeah. If you even have the slightest layer of complexity, or you've even got someone who's just not coming from the same place all the time, she gets busy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I mean this, and this one supports a lot of stuff. Like you can, um, like it supports iOS connections.
1: Well, I mean that's just a matter of what. Like l t t p
0: Like well, my point is, like the Windows one and even the open open VPN, uh, open VPN one don't really give you any. Choices on what you're trying to configure, yeah, what they, kind of VPN they don't, you want to... You can't really choose a different protocol. Right, right. And this one literally has like, you just, you can choose the you protocol. You want a protocol, can, we got a protocol. Yeah, they basically have them all there. You pretty much just choose which ones you want yeah. and, you know, yeah. It was just really, really simple. And it's free.
1: Yeah. So,
0: can't really complain there. Uh,
1: Ken. uh I don't think I've picked this. Uh-oh. But uh, mechanical keyboards are cool. Uh, yeah, especially if they're cost-effective, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it, th- this one isn't too bad. It's, Did you pick like a $500 mechanical keyboard? No, no, keyboard? I didn't. Okay. Uh, do you like mechanical keyboards, but do you not like them to look like a gaming product and have lights, like weird facets and just look gamery? Oh, okay. So you're just talking like a regular keyboard I'm that just happens about, to be mechanical. Like, I'm talking about like a simple mechanical keyboard. It's built really well, like a businessy mechanical keyboard. It has, it has dip switches. It has dip switches. What's the dip switches for? Uh, you can change it between layouts. You can, uh, like on Mac, one of the dip switches changes between Alt and Command, so it swaps those. Oh, you can turn the Windows key off. What is it with a dip switch? Huh. But I don't have to it? pry it off. What what, what what is what? You didn't say what it was. Well, the key. What's the what's it called? What's it called? Oh, the Code Keyboard. Code. I was working up to oh, it, but I got, but I got excited got distracted and excited i got distracted by the keyboard it's for professional. i should have remembered
2: because i posted a link to something and you got really excited about it i mean it looks cool yeah it's backlit too right yeah
1: it's 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 single color backlit just white backlight yeah two levels i think maybe like two different backlight levels no frills yeah yeah. Uh, I have the 8710 keyless version with white switches. I think mine was about 120 to 130. Retails like 140 ish. Oh, okay. So, so you mean, can get it for a little bit cheaper. Yeah I, yeah. I bought mine off Amazon. It doesn't seem to be in stock on Amazon anymore. <laughs> These keyboards are actually like coming in and out of stock. Like they have issues with keeping stock. There's a lot of demand you can for them. Get
0: cherry blues, clears, you browns,
1: can, or reds That's Yeah, on that list, right? or greens i think they have just about every switch to be honest you might be able to get with like weird stuff like blacks eh, maybe not blacks looks like clears blues greens browns now it looks was that a code down there with the 60 percent, or is that a different one yeah they do make a 61 key they do make a 60 percent now which i think are crazy and i would never use but it's it's just too small I've actually been finding myself wanting a, wanting a numpad because I've been doing a lot of Excel <laughs> lately. But when I bought this keyboard, I wasn't doing a lot of Excel, so I might have to get a USB numpad because I really like this keyboard. It's built really well. Alex was type, I had Alex type yep. on it. it has like a really thick aluminum backplate, so even though I have MX Clear switches in it, which don't have a click at the end, they're linear switches. It still feels really solid, mm-hmm. and it. it feels very tactile which is exactly what you want on a mechanical keyboard it's it's built really well like i said it's and you can use them to the bludgeon people if you ever get your house broken into yeah mm-hmm. that that thing is a tank cool yeah and it's doesn't look like a gamer product which i very much appreciate all right
0: cool yep. oh, man uh that's it unless we got any other no nope. nope. Right. I ain't got ship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, PCPR.com slash podcast. Don't forget. Check out the podcast. Show notes. All the stuff we talked about. Links to it. As long as Ken puts the link to his code keyboard in there. Yeah, um, probably. Maybe. Not. Twitter.com slash Ryan's route. Your last chance to bug the boss. Who's probably trying to go to sleep right about now. Ding. Perfect time. Ding. Do it. <laughs> Make the little birdie gotta tweet. Gotta get up early to golf. Oh, is that what he's doing? Oh, Hilden head? Well, Every, he everybody 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 tweet Brian. Um Alright, well I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh with that, I'm um, Alan Momentano. I'm Jeremy Hillstrom. I'm Josh Walworth. I'm Ken Addison. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night.
2: If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at patreon.com/pcper